Welcome to Bible Studies for Life Adult Podcast. I'm Lynn Pryor, and with me is my co-host, Chris Johnson. And we're we glad that you have joined us for this uh, particular podcast as we're going to be talking uh, further about this study, Why Do I Need the Church? But joining Chris and I today is Brian Gass. Brian has uh, been with us before on this podcast. So, Brian, I am glad you joined us again today. It's great to be here. Thanks, you guys, for inviting me. Now, Brian is the content editor for the adult uh, portion of Bible Studies for Life. I should clarify that. The uh, adult resources within Bible Studies for Life adult, because we have senior adult, which Chris oversees. There's also young adult. And then Brian handles the content for the adult resource, which is it's designed the idea that if you have young adults and older adults in the same Bible study, they can have an effective study. And so Brian does a great job with that. Brian also is a bivocational pastor here in Middle Tennessee. Uh, and uh, Brian, your plate is full, isn't it? It is, but it is full in a good way. Uh, we love serving the church. Right. And so go ahead, Chris. Brian, I don't always get to look at your uh personal study guide but i'll just pay you a compliment it's very clean very easy to use very digestible and uh if um the folks who are listening to our podcast uh haven't paid attention to the personal study guide it it is really uh useful helpful very again very very easy to use clean uh it's got some pop to it but uh, we'll give credit to my designer that's for sure well. he does a great job <laughs> It's a, it's a good reminder. And Chris, as well, we're patting each other on the back. I got to say the senior adult resource is just, is, is good. It's, it's laid out different, uh, but um, I think it's just a solid resource. So congratulations to all of us. Yay, we're great. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> hey, um, um, our study today um, and all of the studies for why do we need the church why do I need the church uh, springboard out of the book of Ephesians? So we're looking at Ephesians four today um, and talking about the, the reality that we support one another. Um, we are all familiar with the John Dunn quote, no man is an island. And uh, in our recent past have been reminded of that with the things that have happened in church life because of the COVID-19 uh, deal. I think, Lynn, you were going to say yeah. a few things about that. Well, that's, that's just a good point to kind of jump us into this study because our focus is on how we support each other. We're going to talk specifically about spiritual gifts, but that's an interesting point. How has this whole COVID-19 crisis, this pandemic, it certainly changed the way we interact uh, in our groups uh, as a church. How has it uh, redefined how we support each other? Uh, one of the things I think has been interesting in seeing in my own church, you know, we talk about spiritual gifts, and a lot of times we focus on the folks up on the platform uh, who have gifts that are very obvious, and some of the other gifts um, are in the background a little bit. Um, but now that we are ministering to one another from a distance, boy, some of those gifts that we don't give a lot of credit to are really elevated. The encouragers are coming through. Uh, people who are calling more, who are writing cards more, who are keeping us connected through social media. And that's been really great to see. Some of those folks who've been in the background are now the heroes to get us through this. So we're going to talk a lot about spiritual gifts, but it's, I think that it's important that we look at the first seven verses of Ephesians 4 that really 
set the foundation for the significance of spiritual gifts. Uh, it begins with Paul saying, therefore, I, the prisoner in the Lord, urge you to live worthy of the calling you have received with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, making ever, every effort to keep the unity of the spirit through the bond of peace. I have a, a real uh, love for that verse, verse three. Uh, I was, as a young pastor, uh, a lifetime ago, it seems, I was okay. part of a church that uh, had a group of, of leaders uh, who, who really made making every effort effort to keep the unity of the spirit through the body of the peace their their purpose they were going to see to it that no matter what the unity of the uh, of the body was going to be kept in place they were they they took this they lived this verse out they made every effort to see that unity was guarded and protected in the body i uh, one of the questions, Brian, in your study is why is unity so important for a church? And in that church, they were transitioning. They were getting ready to relocate. They were going to build. They were going to, uh, it was just going to be a whole different thing. And I, I stepped in as pastor at the beginning of the building, raising money and building process. But all of the things that they had done to see to it that the unity of the body was always paramount uh, was, I think, critical to the success of that church and now years later that church is still thriving uh, because they have made unity in the body uh, a, a priority now it doesn't mean that uh, they didn't address issues that were problems as they went along but they they were going to they were committed to the unity of the body well that's great to hear otherwise young pastor chris johnson wouldn't have become older pastor chris johnson he would have been crushed early on <laughs> that's, that's really true uh, that that's a that's a good testimony there and the focus of our study is it is in unity but it's with our spiritual gifts uh we're going to look at our gifts a little more here but do you see in this that this idea that as chris you described this group that was their passion but with this, we need to be reminded, it should be the passion of all of us as believers in the church, that whatever, however we're gifted, we should be using that for the, for the sake of the unity of the church. Uh, it's a good word, Chris. Thank you for that. Well, again, going on with the passage, um, Paul says there's one body and one spirit, just as you're called to one hope and you're calling one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all who is above all and through all and in all now grace is given was given to each of us according to the measure of christ's gift so again the springing out of that foundation uh he turns and begins to speak in, in in verses 11 following about spiritual gifts so why don't we why don't we talk about that at this point okay uh you pick up in verse 11 where it says and he himself uh gave some to be apostles some prophets some evangelists, some pastors and teachers, equipping the saints for the work of the ministry to build up the body of Christ until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of God's son, growing into maturity with a stature measured by Christ's fullness. Now, you, you will see in this passage that there are some, their role in the church is to equip the rest of us for our role in the church. 
Yeah, pastors love verse 12, that's for sure, to just remind all of us that um, pastors aren't the ones to do all the ministering, but to be the ones equipping others for ministry. Um, There just aren't enough pastors in the world to get the job done that the church needs to get done. It it does take all of us. We need to be reminded of that. Yes, uh, we do have that mentality that... uh, often the pastors do all the work. We just expect them or anything that's happening to church, that pastor is going to be a part of it. There is a, unfortunately, a consumer mentality among a lot of Christians. Uh, if they've ever moved to a new town, uh, for whatever reason, they're looking for a church home. The first thing we think of is, okay, what's, where's that church that's going to help meet my needs? That's going to provide the right program for my kids, for my teenagers. We look at it for what is that church going to have to offer me? And we tend to forget that God has called us to offer to the church as well. We're all equipped. Uh, Now, again, there's some that are in in a leadership role to equip us, but we're not just to rest. We're to be out there serving as well. Amen. All right. So now we get into the next uh, verse, uh, which is verses 14 through 16. The idea that we're going to see here that all the gifts that are here are are to help us to grow. So uh, let me just, if that's all right, let me just kind of hone in on the uh, verse 16 here. From him, the whole body fitted and knit together by every supporting ligament promotes the growth of the body for building up itself in love by the proper working of each individual part. Now, that's a great verse you kind of got to unpack in that. But the idea is that he's put the whole body together, and we are to support and help each other. Yeah, I thought I was in the middle of an anatomy lesson here for a minute. I was trying to remember what ligaments do and all that. But, you know, <laughs> I, I play basketball a lot, and I've been reminded lately how important ligaments are. Because when those suckers get stretched out, it is really hard to move on the court. I bet. And so that is, we all contribute our gifts to help us to grow in Christ, to help us to grow in unity, and to help us to grow in love. So uh, before we bring this into a a close, um, from a spiritual gifts perspective, what are some of the things you think are going to come up um, in conversation about spiritual gifts, uh, how they're used and how they function? And um, how can, how can we get um, the folks in our groups to, um, acknowledge and to see um, the gifts that they have, but also to see the gifts that others in the group have. That was a long Miranda. Ma- Miran- yeah, it's, yeah, I, I get it. Miran- <laughs> meandered along. Meandered, there's the word. <laughs> One of the, uh, the, the things we did in this session, our activity was actually called My Spiritual Gift. And we asked people to go down and, and put a check near the spiritual gifts mentioned in scripture that they recognize in their own lives and to answer questions about those. But I think so often, you know, we do get spiritual gifts inventories and things like that. And as we talk about it, we talk about it as if it's a great mystery to be solved, um, that, that this is a huge problem to be overcome, that if we could just figure out what our spiritual gift is, then we would... Uh, then we would be able to minister effectively. But, you know, for the most part, people are ministering through their gifts. Um, They just need to recognize what they're already doing, I think. And so that's one of the things we tried to call out here in our session. Exactly. Uh, Brian, I've never been a huge fan of spiritual gift inventories. I don't mean that in the sense of they're bad, 
but it's more like just going down the road. You just mentioned there are people who go, yeah, I, I really want to serve, but I don't know what my spiritual gift is. So it's like they have to know what it is before they do it. And Brian, you, you said it so well. And it's just if they would get out there and just, what is it you're passionate about? If someone mentions a need in the church and that just kind of gets your motor going and you jump in, that's what you like to do. And guess what? That's probably where your gift is. You know, and that's where we play a huge role as a body too, when we affirm one another in what we already see others doing. Um, there's a lady I'm thinking of in our church, and um, she is so good at encouraging others and showing mercy toward others who get in situations where others might be quick to judge. And uh, when I hear people brag on her and, and affirm her in what she's doing, it just really causes her to perk up. And, and she realizes that that's a spiritual gift because others are affirming that in her. Yes. And Brian, you hit that with your long meandering question earlier about <laughs> how can we help each other see our gifts? I think that's a significant question, uh, even in, to do in a group, to, because I think other people see the gifts in us before we see them in ourselves. So if we can, in our groups, turn that to, let's talk, take a moment to talk about the gifts that you see in other people instead of making the focus on me and my gifts. Let's talk, you spend time encouraging and speaking about what you see in others. I think that could be a really powerful experience uh, for uh, those who are in, in the group this week. That's good. Yes. And I, I just, I should need to add a footnote here. If you like taking spiritual gifts inventories, go for it. I'm not opposed to them. I'm just, I'm opposed to the idea. I, I have to take this before I know how to serve. My experience with taking this, I, I, I think there are some good tests, but what it does for me is then teach me where my gift is. It affirms. Oh yeah, I knew that. I've been doing that. So that, that's, it's more of an affirmation, but I think the better way is that affirmation is we hear from each other. Chris, you have yeah. a great gift. I think you have a good gift of encouragement. I've never heard you preach, but I would dare say that probably comes out very strongly in your preaching. Well, you have nailed my spiritual gift, my primary spiritual gift, Lynn, and I appreciate that. Well, good. All right. So thank you. My, our thanks to you as listeners to this podcast. Uh, we appreciate you coming to the Bible Studies for Life adult podcast. Uh, Brian, thank you for uh, sitting in with us. In a moment, you've got some other things to share. We uh, we strive to make this a podcast that's, that works for anybody who would listen. Uh, so as um, we recognize that we have people who are group leaders, who, are, who facilitate groups or who uh, lead small groups, uh, Sunday school classes, who listen to this for, for uh, their personal education and for uh, helps along the way. So we want to provide a help at the end. We always do that. But I want to thank all of you for listening. We hope that this will be beneficial to you as you look at um, Ephesians 4, that it will, it will uh, that God will uh, speak through his word in this podcast to uh, give you direction um, in your life in regard to spiritual gifts and how we serve one another. Brian, uh, to our leaders, would you take a moment to share uh, maybe a teaching tip that might help them as they're talking uh, about this session or about uh, it may be a teaching tip that will help them uh, all the time in their work? Sure. Well, we've uh, hit all over it, I think, with this session topic, but uh, some of our questions are geared toward the individual, sometimes for the group. 
um, I almost always will end with a group uh, question of how can we do this together. Um, in this particular session, we started with a group question and ended with a group question. So um, even if those questions aren't geared toward the group, a lot of times you can follow up um, as a leader by applying it to the group and by helping the group see it in one another rather than just treating it as an individual thing. Um, spiritual gifts um, often, and when we talk about them, they're about the individual, but they really need to be seen in light of the group. So let's focus on building our groups even as we build our individuals. Good word, good word. We appreciate that, Brian, and hope that you will take that to heart as you're having conversations about spiritual gifts in your groups this week. Thanks again for listening to Bible Studies for Life adult podcast, and hope we hope that we will have the opportunity to uh, share together again soon.